everyone, it's Alex here. It's a wee bit late while I'm recording this, which is why I sounded like a humming fridge. But Will and I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the last nine episodes. Episode 10 of the Lockdown Specials is our last episode of this series. But fear not, we have plans afoot. And that may or may not include a particular product review of a particular pea-related product, which we promised. Um, That will come. But also we've got some other stuff lined up. So check out our socials, Insta and Twitter, at TalkingToilets underscore. And our Facebook is TalkingTeaPodcast. Email us, if you wish, at TalkingToiletsPodcast at gmail.com. As always and forever, please enjoy the episode and keep flushing. Talking Toilets with Alex Hope and William Smith. Hello and welcome back to Talking Toilets, the show where we talk toilets, quite literally. Uh, How have you been this week, Alex? I've been absolutely fine. Um, I'm proud (laughs) to bring the first Talking Toilets episode in full sweater vision oh um, god yeah yeah absolutely i've just had a shower but i feel like i might have showered three days ago that's that's <laughs> where i am currently and because well, I... you can't record without the window closed uh <laughs> it's it's the greenhouse effect so yeah it is awful it is awful i haven't really had that varied a toilet experience this week if i'm being Good. honest uh, but mostly service stations. A lot of it's reopened quite vastly now. So you know how I was saying a few weeks back, the service station has like a one-way system. Yep. That is now on the floor only. Uh, it's like watching. Um, <laughs> it's like watching your your designed city, say on a simulator, and you like plan things in your head and you forget to put them onto the actual simulator and then yeah, when you yeah, press yeah. go everything just explodes and crumbles because you didn't put in did you ever do that bridge simulator at school at my school <laughs> there was like a crafting simulator where you could like build a bridge and then you'd press play and then cars and lorries would travel across it and because you aren't an engineer you're a 14 year old boy uh, your bridge <laughs> would collapse or or ro- wobble or rock do you ever remember uh-huh. doing something like that? Never. Anyway, toilets. Um, what year were you in when you did that? I think it was about second or third year in Scotland, which is like, for you, it's like year uh, nine or ten, I think. Oh, wow. No, yeah. I wasn't building bridges with a simulator, no. Were you not? You're no. still on blocks and holes, three. Still, yeah, still on the, you know, the times table thingy. Academies, um, eh? You didn't go to an academy, did you? No, I didn't know. I just went to like a comprehensive. Keeping it real, um, yeah. Keeping it real. It was yeah, the kind of school that like tries to become a sports technology um, school to get more funding, like builds yeah. a sports hall, um, right? Giant, giant, and then the whole thing floods. So <laughs> it means that you lose all the accreditation. It can just be used as a damp exam hall. It's horrible. Okay. Uh, but- Good for gardening Any... class, yeah. Yeah, good for yeah, good yeah. for horticulture, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the um, so uh, yeah, my toilet experience this week have not been um, hugely monumental. Um, I've used my own toilet a lot. It's um, insufferably hot. 
it's impossible to escape. Uh, you're quite. Fact... You're like window locked, aren't you? In that room, yeah, there's so there's no, no, no windows, windows, no yeah. ventilation. No. Do you have? Do you even have an extractor fan in that room? Yeah, we've got an extractor fan, which I think it makes a lot of noise. So it's definitely a, you know costing electricity somehow. Yes, um, and uh, you'd hope it's extracting something. But the um, I suppose the the most interesting thing about my, what's happened in my toilet here is to do with my cat, because there's this strange relationship where the cat is fascinated by water. And doesn't like to not be in the same room as you. So, especially in the mornings, it's impossible. You can't have a solitary poo. You've got to have a poo with the cat. Uh, Do you not find it relaxing to to poo in the room on your own and and hear the scratches on the door and the? That's that's quite (laughs) relaxing, isn't it? Yeah, it's the and the meowing as well. It's the first poo of the day as well. So I don't particularly want a cat jumping up on the bath in order to try to get on my legs while I'm kind of mid poo, um, sweating. That's what there is one positive, and it's that we've got a completely white cat who sometimes at night it's a kitten, so sometimes might get a little bit of poo on him. So when he comes and sits on like stands on my lap while I'm pooing, I can clean his ass effectively just before I clean oh, my okay. ass. Right, is- okay. So when you said uh, a bit of poo on him, uh, my <laughs> mind had wandered. <laughs> And uh, no. I was thinking that you were a bit groggy this morning and a little bit, you know, <laughs> like you've misplaced shit. something. No, just, you just grabbed for the wrong white fluffy thing to clean oh, your arse. So n- now that name. I know that you're actually, you know, caring <laughs> like a father for your youngling. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's allayed a few fears that I've had. Good. I did yeah. really, I did um, get, also get a pair of scissors and put them in the toilet so that I could then trim some of the hair around his anus, so that I could prevent him from getting shit caught in his bum. Um, which is which is proven it, uh, before when I tried to do the same action to poor cat. He responded with what I would expect anyone to respond with when someone tries to cut your bum hair without asking, which was just kind of sheer fear and confusion. And Flat as a like, board, six foot in the air. You betrayed the cat's trust. But I've realised that when I'm pooing, so when I'm vulnerable, and the cat decides to stand on me while I'm pooing, he kind of that, the boundary of being able to cut his the anus, the hair from his anus, is broken down. Cut the anus. I need to let <laughs> So you've gone a bit back. Nicky Clark on him, basically. I've, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. I, I also, I suppose I used my, uh, the work toilet for the first time because I'm now back at work. You're back at work. And yeah. that's that that's a weird feeling because also mm. like my, I have you know on the 4th of July we're going to open to serve customers. And it's just the the 1 meter rule is in, it's impossible um regarding the toilets we just got two toilets downstairs down a thin stairway through a thin you know hall and it used to be a prison so they're just basically old cells the toilets. Um, so yes. it's just impossible, and you know the you know, the yeah. my my ops team are just like it's the same everywhere. What can you do? Right, so they, they're they're willingly marching us towards a, um, well, but you know a non-sober I, end. Basically, it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult because I don't blame them because the government have written this like forty-one page kind of response that hospitality venues have to follow, and you know they've been so unspecific and so lenient with the rules which is why it's so long and it's kind of like you know it's it's you know you have to be a meter away but it's not my it's my mouth a meter away from your mouth which means that our chairs could be like essentially touching as long as i'm sat and a meter is not a long it's not a, a, a you know a 
No. A lot a big It's distance. also again, it's like as Barnum Castle was, it's as open to interpretation, I think. Like a meter can be a diagonal meter. So, you know, from your hips to the floor, yeah. that could be a meter and you could stand in that gap. If you, you remember meter sticks at school, don't you? The Again. sort of ones with blue and white. Down, no, down, you, did I'm you just down. go to school in like a sort of in a gym hall? Like, was it I like pop up? Are you I a refugee? Are you a Swedish refugee? I don't, I don't remember getting meter poles out. No, at all. No. So how oh. on earth? Where's your point of reference? It, for a meter- like for me, for me, when I was a kid, I have a very distinct reference of a meter stick. Where like I held out my hand and the meat, my hands like you know your wingspan, yeah, and like half of my body no because that's now so like the meter stick covered like at least two thirds of my arm so I was quite comfortably aware and like I've kind of in my mind's eye seen that meter stick go down as I've grown. Do you see what I mean? Okay, I do kind of see what you mean. It's interesting that you're trying to judge my education by the fact that you're playing around with sticks. And I could so if I was to tell you so I would if, the way I would the way I would measure a meter is yes. by going okay how many feet is that and then work, like using my feet to roughly estimate oh god how, and how many meters how feet many by feet you mean like feet and inches not like how many of your feet that is yeah but it's in like feet like it's a measurement like so like because I was fully metric as a kid so did you do imperial oh I just did everything like you did foot, everything. Did it all? <laughs> you did everything. So like, um, like one meter is like three point two foot. Yeah. And that's gonna be, and that's gonna be like thirty nine inches. Inches. What's a yard? A yard. So you do it in yards. It's the thing like, that you put in front of your house. <laughs> no, a meter. Uh, I think a meter is just over. So like one point, like like one point one or like one point naught nine of a yard is one meter. Okay. Um, They're similar lengths. I love that our podcasts are getting very numbery recently. They are getting numbery. It was just you know back, trying to back up. But um, yeah, going fact, back, going would you back rather to go the to point, a school that let you play around with sticks, or go to a school where you could you learn numbers? You learn all metrics. All just, metrics. <laughs> all, 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 all circles of <laughs> reference. You know, just yeah. No, I, I missed out on that. We obviously didn't have very much of a you know a thing for branching out in Scotland. Um, <laughs> On your right. on your toilets, you haven't, and on my toilets as well. This is sort of a link, um, dubious, of course. But you said that you're reopening these jailhouse toilets, which, as far as I can <laughs> remember, if you're doing cubicles, especially as a a man, especially as a woman, there, uh, are you still doing the unisex thing as well? Yeah. That, yeah. Right. Okay. So, like, the cubicles are very, <laughs> you know, um, segregated. So there isn't like an underpass yeah. of, of air or an overpass of air. It's just one door and the actual like prison walls. But like, are you asking? Is it really hot? Well, it's going to be really hot. I know that for sure. No, but it's I'm, not. I'm it's more the saying... coolest. Pl- it's the coolest place because they're like old police cells. It's like stone the walls. But it must be quite easy. Okay, fair enough. It must be quite easy to socially distance them though. Like apart from the waiting thing. Apart from the waiting, the travelling down the stairs, the knowing if somebody's in there, uh, and the, the gents urinating, and the fact that you and, can and... you can't really prevent your your shoulders from touching the walls as you walk through. <laughs> the, the <laughs> you also can't. 
The sink as well. Like, you, if you had one person in the cubicle, one person yeah. at the sink, and one person in the urinal, yeah. all three of those people doing their best will be within one meter of each other. Or yes. 1.09 yards, or 39 inches, or 3.2 feet. Just wow. to. <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to re listen to that in edit just to make sure that was correct. And I'm sure it will be. <laughs> and I'll be sat there like this. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. He got, he got him again. Um, but like when I was at the services today, they've like things have progressed from the very first time we all knew that we couldn't stand at the the next urinal along anymore. Boo hoo! How sad. But um, <laughs> you know how like before um, the event, everything seemed sort of quite natural that you wouldn't go and stand next to someone at a urinal, and that uh-huh. if you did do that, it would be a sort of you know precursor to something. Either, you know, love or hate, it would, you know, it's life's great tapestry. But now the measures that they've taken to sort of make very clear that you're not supposed to be standing the next year and all along. Uh, in the first few weeks, it was just yellow and black tape. Uh, mm. So like crime scene kind of esque. Yeah. Uh, and then they stepped up with some uh, black bin liners a few weeks afterwards, <laughs> each with a laminated sign, just in case mm-hmm. someone was so tired from their m1 you know drive that they forgot about corona for a sweet hot darn minute and decided to piss on the sign uh the sign would still become useful once it was wiped clean you know that's brilliant that for me is brilliant that shows forethought (laughs) and now uh it's quite ghostly they've at, at least two of the service stations i've been to this week and i've got a picture of one of them They've found bin bags that correlate to the colour of the urinal. So it looks a little bit like, and the shape is quite, like they must have found the right shape as well to do it. So they're not like floating around in the fan breeze or it's not like getting, you know, covered in uh, water from up or splashback or whatever. But it's quite unsettling. It looks a little bit like sort of body bags, like urinals in, like they've been sort of sentenced to, it's like quite mortuary-esque. Have you seen the picture of the urinal that's got a big bag over it and then clearly they've had some kind of like drain failure and it's all come straight back up the urinal. And is it just like this and, big bag it's underneath? Just, it's, it's like this huge kind of cylinder of, um, oh, no. of, of dehydrated piss. Oh dear. No, I haven't, but that would be a good I'll forfeit for a lost bet, wouldn't it? Oh, it's got, disgusting. You've got to eat the contents or sit in the contents of this bag. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to share that um, nice <laughs> memento mori. Yeah, that's that was my experience this week. Brilliant. Let's, should we move on to toilet news? Now, let's just sit in that funk for a couple of minutes. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's ju- exactly how we feel in this moment in time. Sweaty, confused, might as well stick with it. Welcome back. Please do not adjust or wipe clean your sets. We <laughs> are back with toilet news. This time, quite a wide-ranging date range. I've been scouring some of the lower depths of toilet history. I don't know what you've got, Will, but do you want to start us off? Yeah, go for it. I mean, mine's just kind of linking into what I talked about um, in an episode before. Uh, I don't know if you remember when we were discussing NASA trying to get a toilet Ready for setting up oh, the space, yeah. International Space Station happening in 2024. And it was just, you know, uh, so this is an article from Edition. So it's CNN, CNN Business. Um, and it's NASA is offering $35,000 in prizes to design a toilet that will work on the moon. 
This article, weirdly, actually has some interesting points. It says that this is the first mission where a female astronaut is going to go to the moon. So that's part of the reason why they have to be extra sensitive in how they're designing this toilet. I see. Um, there, there are three prizes. So the person that designs the best toilet gets 20 grand, and then the second prize, 10, third prize, five. So it says bonus points will be awarded to designs that can capture vomit without requiring the crew members to put his head or her head in the toilet, which I think is a, an interesting idea. A vomit vac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be able to support a crew of two astronauts for 14 days and allow the transfer of the collected waste to storage or disposal outside the vehicle, which is interesting because that goes against what they were discussing last time. Yeah, so they left their shit on the moon, didn't they? But no, They did, but they said they wanted to take it back and they ideally wanted to be able to use the water and inside... As drinking water. Uh, Well, just as something, you know, whether or not they use it to keep flushing through the... The toilet, it needs, to, it needs to use less than 70 watts of power um, okay. and make less, noi- make less noise than the average bathroom fan, weigh about 33 pounds on Earth and uh, 0.12 cubic metres in volume. So, yeah, there you go. If anybody out there has some ingenious, maybe you fashioned a toilet for some very specific circumstances of your own and suddenly you're looking at that toilet and going, actually... That is that, you know, my tiny ass, which and I don't like throwing my poo away and I like to get the water from it as well. Also, I do have issues where I throw up all the time and these kind of like an upside down dog like funnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the toilet would be per- yeah, like a lampshade then just comes out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is there's going to be some there's going to be some Silicon Valley person out there who's who's trying to break through on the app scene. But actually, like his most up-to-date and, like, critical work has been, you know, not wanting to get out of bed while he plays RuneScape uh, and just mm. do the toilet where he where he lies. And, yeah, as you say, has a has a particularly bad projectile vomiting problem <laughs> and lives in a part of the world that might be particularly less gravity-inclined than <laughs> the rest. I think that's how that works. But, I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. 20 grand for the top prize, even the third prize, five grand. And I can't imagine there are many people poking their heads in at this. I mean, I'm, um, I'm, I'm thinking that if you're an astronaut and you don't get, you know, changed that much, mm-hmm. perhaps just a sequence of tubes that you insert or, you know, <laughs> vacuum into your person, other than your mouth, the vomit thing is the only th- difficult. Yeah, part. the vomit is the tricky one. Because I was thinking... Why don't you, so like, why don't you, instead of having one toilet idea, why don't you give them options? So you can either have the the tubes. So it's basically like you you have like like a, an attachment fitted to your ass and then you Like penis. you're plugging yourself into the and shitty then, matrix. Yeah, and then you just go in, you just plug yourself in both ways and then you just do your business and then it yeah. kind of cleans you and does everything like that. I'm all Because that, that, you know, would just require two tubes and some clever uh, vacuum system. Or... You get also give them the option of uh, wearing diapers, you know, yes. wearing nappies, but reusable nappies, which yeah. then get which get washed with the water from the people that use the tube. So their 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 poo and piss gets condensed down. They remove the moisture, they purify it, and then they use that water to wash the nappies of the astronauts that have so chosen to use that method. Absolutely, yeah. So it's a little bit like we could be using all three techniques on the same flight. Yeah, and then they just—that's that seems a bit shitty for the people who've saved all their water up, just for the purpose <laughs> of cleaning their crew members' dirty diapers. 
Yeah, um, but it's all in. We're all together, aren't we? You know, and it's like, yeah, and you can rotate. You just have do, to have an even number. Do I run the risk of um, jeopardising our own chances by mentioning the fact that has has Peebol already done this? <laughs> yeah, and Shiwi put- has a very nicely designed tube, and it is quite sensitive, I'd say. No, but Peebol will create, will then turn it into a biodegradable gel, which will then probably be more of a nuisance. On <laughs> yeah, things don't biodegrade very well in a vacuum, do they? I imagine. Not particularly, no. But it's such a shame uh, that, like, the idea of, you know, the fact that they are bringing their their literal shit back home, like, there is something really satisfying <laughs> about, you know, being on, as you said, being on an airplane and your shit just being sucked out into the you know <laughs> the effectual atmosphere and like you just imagine that in space that would be somehow more terrific i don't know how much you know about the apollo 13 journey they i think they spent longer on the flight than was originally planned and they obviously didn't land on the moon and their oxygen tank exploded and that meant that they had to use their lander uh, as like a life craft and they were like basically running on empty and like I think I remember in the film their sweat like freezing as it came off their head because they didn't have power enough to heat the the vessel. But like they they obviously didn't land on the moon, so they obviously didn't put their poos on the moon. But I'm just thinking, where would that have gone? Like if there was no more space, would well, they, they have just, just floated around in their own yeah, ship? Yeah, just yeah, it probably just freezes and then just drifts off and yeah, one it just gets picked up by. The giant space sharks that are out there. And like the narrative of South Park and, um, you know, Mr. Towley. Not Mr. Towley. Who do I mean? Who's the poo in South Park? Hanky. Hanky the Christmas Hanky poo. Panky. And like Mr. Hanky Panky the Christmas poo, you just, you know, turns up every now and again, says hello and floats off. I love space. It's such a wonderful thing to think about, isn't it? It, yeah, I I rather think about it as like this kind of metaphysical world that I don't ever need to know, but I can just look up and make myself feel slightly um, less significant, which is useful. And when I hear people travelling up there, I just get more depressed about the idea of just being like, you know, how many people are starving, how many people are dying of yeah dehydration, and you're just fucking spending how much money going up to you know it's just it's well just, just revolt yeah when you quantify you're when absolutely you look at the right. Money, you're absolutely right. To to be honest, not not in any way in defence of uh, spending that much money uh, on a government, basically what is a government agency for exploration. But like over the past 40 years, the reason we haven't been back, or 50, the reason we haven't been back to the moon uh, is because there hasn't been, A, the right time to put that money into finding the technology. So now that you've got people like Elon Musk and Branson and stuff who are like, effectively fanboys and have too much money they're the ones that are sort of taking the hair like the helm well i i understand a lot of it's becoming private i understand that there's that kind of that there's that side of it Mm. um but it's just i just think it's an unfathomable collection of wealth and the only argument i've ever liked if you're gonna, when we start talking about Elon Musk and Richard Branson, you start bringing in the conversation of kind of like selfish entertainment, um, yeah. and that's like, and that's a conversation that had never been entered into the argument of, and you know, it's very difficult to argue with someone who's going, well, it's my money and I want to do it, and it's like, well, okay, yeah. I can be against yeah. that, but you do what you want to do. But when it became like, you know, like a national thing, what people, I often had people who argued <laughs> that 
they were like, oh yeah, mm. but do you not understand like the the technological advancements we've had sending people to the moon, like the amount of yeah. things that we learn. And it's like, okay, that's an interesting argument. If you think that we're at the technological level that you feel we need to be, or do you feel that we've dramatically accelerated to the point where we've completely forgotten about our ecosystem? We've completely forgotten about who, what is important and that's life. Yeah. And you're suddenly valuing the idea because th that trajectory is yeah. only going to be a pyramid. It's only going to yeah. crush people down and raise very small people up. And it will just, mm -hmm. it's, an, it's a disproportionate, split of wealth created with one industry yeah no you're absolutely right it's interesting seeing it as a trickle down version of science however that's a very very long conversation um it's a great news it's a great news story i like the fact that we're going to be touching base on this uh when someone's won 25 grand for designing a vacuum yeah that's gonna be that, sick yeah it will be interesting well up for that right what have you brought a man sprays toilet papering teens with fox urine <laughs> this was Perfect. in 2008 uh, in Wilmar, Minnesota, a 50-year-old man who told authorities he was fed up with teens toilet papering his house, decided mm -hmm. to defend his property with a squirt gun filled with fox urine. That first paragraph starts a lot of questions for me. The first one is... Where did he get the fox urine from? Yes, that's the uh, that, well, that's the biggest one, isn't it, really? <laughs> the second... Question yeah, is is what what have the police done about this? <laughs> They've obviously. I don't think I don't think the police need to get involved, do they? Not particularly, but like an I old mean, man has taken crime into his. He's own not even hands. that old. He's fifty. Like <laughs> a man has taken a fifty-year-old man has taken crime into his own hands, similar to that of you know Batman, but this is fox pierce man. Yeah, this is Fox Man. He, um, he much screeches. Much less violent. Much yeah. less violent than Batman. Only comes out when everyone's trying to sleep and makes the most excruciating <laughs> noises. God, yeah. Uh, Mimic, don't they have? Yeah, mimics rape. Atta yeah, it attaches uh, barbs to his member oh, so that God. anyone he he touches with it is uh, immediately uh, lacerated. Um, yeah, I've I've got this image of a slightly sort of like the house is so consumed with toilet paper that there's no light getting into the windows, and he's like pacing the floor and he's just trying to imagine like how ferocious he can look, and the only thing he's got in his cupboard is uh, is his mum's like dead fox shawl, which he like wraps around him, and he's like maybe even naked, and like. Still doesn't answer the question where he got fox urine. And yeah, I know... and also, I'm on the old man's side. I don't want to make him look like a... Well, I, I no, I'm still on his side. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's the best outfit for a renegade. God. But at least the terrified. naked part, I think. He needs to be wearing some pants. Okay. All right, okay. Because otherwise he's a, like a taxidermy... Like a wife, like a, just a plain white wife front. And uh, he's somehow <laughs> got... Uh, I think there are like domestic foxes in america but i don't know how common they are it's minnesota isn't it so it's quite you know cold so maybe it's an arctic fox but it is very strange isn't it <laughs> it's rather peculiar yeah. anything any more to the article any more to digest someone went to court i mean it got serious no! yeah someone went to court i don't I, I don't know the eventuality of it you'd have to afterwards you would just be like did you throw piss on them you'd just be like no i didn't Oh. Well, we, every, they're all saying you did, did they? Okay, that's what this court's for, isn't it? Can you prove it? Do any of them still have any of the urine on them? 
Oh my god, Where's he used fo- night vision goggles. He crept up on them with so, night vision goggles. He was on his property, so he went to court. A real vigilante. He went to court because he was seen tackling one of the teenagers <laughs> and spraying okay. them with, with fox urine. He swore at them. <laughs> a phone message was left on his home. Oh, bless. Yeah, it has got quite significantly worse. So worse. he is like Batman. You'd pr- your premonitions were correct. <laughs> Uh, whether he, whether or not he's got a butler, the butler is probably the guy that went and got the piss. But just every single sequence in that story uh, is questionable, except throwing toilet paper over someone's house. Did you ever do that as a kid at school? No. Did you ever no, paper never... someone's car? The closest thing to that I did was, you know, you get those party poppers. Uh-huh. You, know, you pull string one end, confetti comes out the other. Yeah. Well, you take it. You take it apart. And you just so you've just got the string and the popper, and then you sellotape one bit to the the door, then the bit to the frame, right. and then when the t- when the teacher then opens the door, it bangs like a pop. Right. It smells like smoke. So it's like one That's... of you's one of you shot her as she enters the room. Yeah, it's just basically. more to kind of like you know if you, if you wanted a fancy a free period and you had a particularly kind of old twitchy teacher. Just tempting fate a little bit, you know. We had a teacher called Mrs. Torpederson, which Ooh. is one of the best names ever for a female teacher. <laughs> Mrs. Torpederson. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like <laughs> torpedo son, but it's it's obviously Swedish or Danish or some shit. Um, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, ha, ha, can we check in temperature-wise? How are you feeling? Uh, unbelievably sweaty. How are your thirsty. arms looking? Yeah. Dehydrated, thirsty, sweaty, dehydrated, um, definitely heavier. Um, my, I feel like my face is the like the the epitome of shine. Right, yeah. There's a little gleam on there as well. See, oh, oh, you can see my forehead. Look at that. Uh, That's a gleam. Uh, oh, yeah. Topic toilet. Topic toilet. Topic. Pick. Topic. To- topic. Have a topic. Have a toilet. Kit Kat. So that's that was a that was a phrase, uh, not a phrase. A, uh, I suppose what you'd call a skit that Alex and I've been working on for a few months. Yeah, that was um, uh, that was a that was third draft, fourth draft. Can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. um. Anyway, yeah. This the uh, topic toilet where we talk about uh, a topic around toilets. To, this week is childhood toilets. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I think, are we specifically doing our own toilets like that we I grew mean, up with? I, I don't want to turn this into a competition so early, but how many toilets did you have in your house okay. as a child? Oh, <laughs> wow. I, so I g- grew up in one house. and um, As did I. And when I moved out, that was that the my parents then sold the house later on, right? Which meant that I that's the yeah. So we so did they then move eat. into the house with the sink in the bedroom? Yes. 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 So I didn't I didn't grow up there. So that's in Eastbourne. So I grew up in Maidstone, and the and yeah, and in this one there was one toilet and one ensuite in my parents' room. Right. That's it. That's it. Okay, so two but, toilets. But that's. But two toilets is a, is enough. But one one it's, basically inaccessible. Were your parents yeah. quite strict about their? They weren't their strict, but like, why why would you go into their toilet? It's just yeah. it was yeah. It's more it is their private. Yeah, we were quite as a family. We were quite good at keeping our space, having our private space. It's quite probably um, quite a lot to unpack there, Will. Um, 
from a psychological point of view that that it was off limits just as a as a means of you know what 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 really is manners you know what really yeah, are but manners the, but but the words off lim- off limits is language that you've used it's not nothing that i've used i am I projecting never... Because I would never say that they, it was off limits. It was just, you know, if I needed to use the toilet, I'd go. If I had friends round, I wouldn't show them that toilet to use. Yeah. Because um, it would just be strange. Um, it had the that room had a shower. The other room had like a bath and right, the shower okay. thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice. I the yeah, it was absolutely fine. It had it was full of old papers. It was yeah, it was more just kind of like my. I felt it was just like my mum and dad's own. Like they, you know, it's like. When you live with someone for so long and you have your schedules, you kind of have your mm. routines of yeah. toilet use. Um, and so it kind of just lived in their kind of micro universe. And then I just would only ever use it out of necessity. Yes. Um, our main our main toilet was fine. It went through like, I think when, we were, when they were thinking of selling the house towards the end, they put, invested some money in it. Um, it was very white. Um, the most amazing thing about it, in fact, the two most amazing things about that bathroom... One, it had like a really nice airing cupboard where the boiler and it's like the only, you know, I've, I have not lived in a house with an airing cupboard since living in that one. You're it taking was, me back. You're taking me back. Wait. Yeah, it's where you kept your towels that were warm. It was nice. It was just nice. We also had a tap when they did. They invested in a tap. Yeah. And right. if you imagine like a completely rectangular kind of metal tube coming out. Yeah. And yeah. then like that. And then you cut off the top half so it's like a waterfall. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you'd lift it up. And this was like, I think we got this tap like around the time when they, like maybe like a year before they started becoming commercial because loads of people would come up and be like, yes. oh my God. It, it showed like, up oh. in quite a lot of like boutique Indian restaurants. That kind of, yeah, that. that exact thing. And it was yeah. quite fun to put your finger on and play with. And it was actually yes. quite an engaging way of making people want to... Um, <laughs> Wash their hands, I guess. Um, yeah, it was nice. There was a, you know, we had a window. Nothing like a pandemic yeah. or an open top tap to make you want to wash your hands. <laughs> yeah. There were, I have many fondness of this toilet, but just because it's obviously the one I grew up in. Like, yeah. I, as, a ba- as, a, as a kid, yeah, I don't know whether you guys have like, you have like a little stool that you put your feet on. Yeah. So that you can put, so that you can poo. And then said stool never left the bathroom. Because yes. It meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, because, because, I mean, one, it's just like so many similarities not, here. Well, it's, it's not it's not causing anyone any harm. Yes. And two, if you're having a bad poo, you can put your feet up, and it's a slightly better and posture. And it elevates position. your knees, and it yeah. ele- elevates your knees, so it's better for you it's to. Quite poo. a tall stool, then. Or nice. is your it is had... your toilet seat quite low down? Neither. Neither is the answer to that question. Uh, But yeah, no, like we had, yeah, had like magazines, um, papers. I remember I got my dad a book. I don't know whether I got him actually. Well ventilated? Uh, Are we talking window? Somewhere, yeah, it was a lovely window that looked out to the garden that was really nice to have. It was really nice to have open and have a bath in. Right. Um, And we uh, had a book. Yeah. I think the only book that was in there, because again, this is like back before you become kind of hyper aware of bacteria and you know spreading especially with the coronavirus and all i think about it mate but the but yeah but the but we had a book and it was it's marketing it's like usp was the fact that its front cover and back cover was waterproof it was like you know toilet oh. facts for the toilet facts for the bog in a completely waterproof book cover i see the, okay so you could wipe it down and it had a lot of facts that i have learned throughout my life are incorrect 
Excellent. Excellent. Just because, okay. just because I think it was a book that was kind of created as a novelty. It wasn't actually meant to kind of be read and understood. It was I done by spent, someone on minimal research wage. On minimal research. I then spent a lot of time on the toilet. I probably didn't read that much. So I then, that's probably the book I read the most. Okay. Um, and then as a result was regurgitating, like for example, the Thomas Crapper um, fact was in that book. Oh really? The one, um, that, it, you, the one that you the read out that, last time? Yeah. It's, it wasn't Thomas Crapper that invented the toilet. The, and then right. also the and um, what else is it? Oh yeah, the fact that okay was meant all correct, but that's actually not where it came from. It didn't come from a previous president of the United States getting all correct and correct. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just full of inaccuracies. But yeah, overall, that is the toilet I grew up with. I've got a very very distinct image of it, and I'm glad that you gave us a quick glance, as if you were touring us through your home. Into your parents' bedroom. Just go. Just a quick look in here. Don't worry. You won't. Don't use that. Don't use that one. But that's all the yeah. papers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, there were a few things uh, that you said that reminded me very. And it's just nice to reminisce, isn't it? And jointly reminisce about stuff. And I think it shows that we're becoming, you know, old beyond our age. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's the heat, man. I'm sweating. It's years probably out the of heat, me. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, our two toilets. Because we have two toilets as well. Uh huh. Um, still, that my mum's still in the same house. Uh, I, I I lived in a different house. I think for the first year I was born, but I don't have any memory of it because uh-huh. it was the first year I was born. But um, yeah, I lived in this house in Edinburgh, and it was a very sort of like new build, sort of seventies, sixties or seventies new build. Downstairs is a very small toilet. And it's changed quite considerably over the years. It was originally uh, like a yellow room. So like it matched the toilet and the sink, which were also like mustard yellow. And upstairs, it was like a purely white toilet, but the seat has since changed to like a faux wood experience. Mm. Um, Now, I always have preferred to go upstairs. I think the original seat upstairs was like plastic. But the the seat is flat. It's a flat seat. And downstairs, there's like a kink in the toilet seat. But it's like in a really... Yeah, but like not even curved. It's like got like a ridge. Yep. Which is quite uncomfortable. Like I think it's there to to sort of... Designed by somebody who hates the world. Exactly, and hates their experience on the toilet. But it's quite a unique downstairs loo, this yellow one. Because it is just... Now, at least, it is bizarrely unique because I think it was my sister that designed the redecoration. And, like, you've now got this blue tube logo stripe around the centre of the room. I think it might also have been changed recently because it was just so garish. But, like, and apologies if you're listening, Becky, but, like, the (laughs) turquoise blue with this sort of like navy blue stripe in the middle of the bathroom with this like garish mustard yellow set it's <laughs> I like i love it i think that sounds sick it's quite bizarre and then basically the the cistern uh <laughs> i think the handle broke so my mum replaced the cistern with a with a plank of wood mm-hmm. uh the lid of the cistern with like a it's like basically you know like pill ties plastic pill ties yep so it's like basically that with like a black handle in the middle and it's like a yank up so we've got a unique flush on our toilet which is homemade 
And it's very, like, uniquely homemade. And mum does these really <laughs> cute notes when anything's broken or needs to be fixed. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. she needs to leave instructions for people. And they're in such small handwriting. And for a while, it remained there, this tiny little uh, post-it note saying, uh, pull not too hard, keep your hand on the on the lid, on the wooden yeah. lid. And it's just delightful. And it really is, like, it takes me back just thinking about things like that. Oh, go on. Just to, just to go with the post-it notes thing, my parents do a very similar thing. Uh, you know, when they first moved into their house in Eastbourne, they like you know there'd be like a window that maybe didn't lock or something. Right. So yeah. Would, you know, like a post-it note being like, "Do not lock." Yeah. You know, also, you probably shouldn't be putting that on a window. But the, um, the <laughs> good but point. They, but but then they started learning Spanish, and so they put they like, which is a very you know clever way to learn a language, get it integrated in your system. Put post-it notes on everything of like the Spanish version of what that is. But it meant that okay. when I first went round the house, I just was just like, I can't understand. Everything is broken, and I can't understand what the post-it notes are trying to say. But it was it was basically your insur your home insurance was was resting on there not being a Spanish thief running around yeah. Ken <laughs> at a particular time. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Oh man, um, yeah. So upstairs uh, yeah. is like a bathroom, um, bath shower combo. Uh, toilet. Everything is in white. There's quite this like sort of like faded marble tiling on the wall. Um, nice. I think the rest of the bathroom might have had wallpaper on it once, but that's now been stripped. And Mum put up like this sort of wooden border, like border, like chest high border, or, like around the room. Um, the sink is like brilliant. It's we had a lovely mirror in that room, which has moved from vertical to horizontal. I now can't see into the mirror. It's too small for me. So, like, when I go home, I have to, like, crouch down like this so that I can look in the mirror. Um, uh-huh. And it's... Uh, the memory I have, particularly, of this room is finishing a shower, being, like, told, even if my mum is at the other side of the house, to wipe down the shower so that it doesn't get mouldy and open the window so that the things can escape because I never used to open the window I loved the steam I loved like and the last memory I'll tell you about in this bathroom was one of the only times I was sick as a kid that I can remember at least and it was after eating spinach at dinner and I remember this because like I used to not very I used to not like spinach very much but mum had made it in a different way than she usually did, and I ate it really quickly so that I got rid of it. And I ate it so quickly that I felt very ill. <laughs> and I remember just going upstairs and, like, oh, no. almost uh, <laughs> perspective-wise, there was almost too much. There shouldn't have been that much. Oh. I didn't eat that much. And I just remember seeing... You know, I think I can leave it to the imagination of our listeners. Yeah, I think that's fine. Next, I wonder if my parents will remember that. Maybe not. It um, is fun, isn't it? Those small moments you have as a kid. Because like, yeah. I just, I think I remember when me and my dad both had salmonella, shitting and pissing and throwing up. What at the same time? At the same time, yeah, all in one toilet. It was horrible. Wait, you shared the toilet? Yeah, you ha- Yeah, we both went into my parents' bedroom. And we're being looked after by my mum, and then we just kind of one by one woke out. Oh, of our I food, see. Right, feed, right, feed, okay. poisoning comas. At the same time is what I meant. You weren't like no, sharing a half no. each. No. Right. <laughs> Are you happy with that? Did you? I've got one last question, actually. Yes. 
did you do you have a memory of being washed in your sink? No. Like the whole of you being in the sink. No, I don't have that memory. Because I sometimes think about that when I go home. It's that I remember, like, of course it would have happened with you, I imagine, unless you were six foot when you came, you know, out. No, I, I can confirm that I wasn't. No, good. At least... No, I remember I used to share, I used to share bath water with my mum. I remember yeah. doing that. I remember yeah. thinking that there was a period of time where I thought that was weird. And then there was a period of time where I then realised that it was okay. Yeah, I still do that with Louise. She doesn't really like it, Louise. Uh, if... She doesn't share mine, by the way. I'm not. That's not the way around this is going. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think she's a bit weirded out by that, which is fair enough because you know. I d- I personally would rather just have my own bath water because a bath yeah. is like a bath is like a relaxing occasion where you can kind of have. Yeah, you 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 should be able to dictate the state and environment that you're in. Exactly. Um, but I think it was just to save on heating and save on water and just yeah. why the fuck not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I've stopped being so sort of verbal about that idea when it comes into my head now because of watching certain vegan documentaries that give over the fact that you're wasting far more water eating a burger or a Big Mac oh, God, than you are yeah. having a bath. Just to bring it back to a preachy note. Um, yeah, but it is weird sometimes re-going back to the house, looking at the sink and going, I was in there once uh, being... Presumably the same thing that happens to your cat, uh, just to make sure I wasn't getting bits of poo on my bum. My parents were probably, you know, cutting all the <laughs> hair away from us. <laughs> I see the Louisa does it for you now, does she? Uh, yes, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I get in my handstand at the front door and she comes over. <laughs> it's where the best lighting is. And um, yeah. Excellent. Right. Do you have any hope for the futures? Uh, the, you, I can hope, open this fucking window. Futures, hopes for the future. I have only one, and it's that I can open this window. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I, my hope for the future is that it gets, I... gets cold. It 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 gets cold. No, 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 no. I'm quite enjoying the heat, actually. It gets cold. It gets honest. My hope uh-huh. for the future, Will, is that I discover a new whiskey that I'd never even discovered ever before and it works in both old fashions and drinking neat that's my wow that's my uh, that's my wish yeah that's going to be difficult because you need one that's like has a peaty peatiness that only co- that dissipates when presented with sweetness and ice and, and coldness ice. yeah or it's just going to be fucking strong you know or it's going to be fucking strong yeah uh, what drink, about yeah. you uh, my hope for the future is either that it gets to a, like a decent temperature that I feel like I don't have to have a shower every two hours, which I don't do because what's the point? Because two hours later, you'll feel like you need to have another one. Uh, yeah. Or, or, so it's either that it gets to a decent temperature. I will accept 18 degrees. I think that is a reasonable temperature for us to survive. I've just had enough of it. Um, or I hope that it goes from where we are now, which is like 29, 30 degrees, up to like 47 degrees. Okay. And it and, suddenly and the weak become... perspire and die. Is that <laughs> what you... <laughs> no, basically, I want it to get... I want it to be too hot so that even though I've, even though I've just been fur- unfurloughed from work, it's too hot to work. Everybody has to be sent home. Okay. And the, and the entire country's economy freezes again. So basically what you're hoping for is like a return to winter or apocalypse. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you do realise if we go up to 47 degrees, um, we're basically, you know, a golf state. So we could hopefully in the next 100 years, if we're alive that long, uh, and you know what, science is keeping people alive every day nowadays, uh, we could invest, we could strike oil. Who knows? The grass that no longer will exist in the next two years might decompose into oil. And then we'll all be rich. That'd be great, yeah. How fantastic. Perfect. Uh, I have a suggestion if you um, feel so bad that you need to shower every two hours. Um, yeah. Just to bring it back into the idea mix. If you run a cold bath in the morning, uh, get into it and then leave the water in there. And every two hours, get in and out of the bath. It will stay mildly you know, cold all day. Keep topping it up with ice because that's not sounds really horrible. wasting water. And then it sounds uh, horrible. You'll stay you'll stay wet and cool <laughs> all day. That sounds disgusting. I'm not going to do that. But thank you for your kitchen your... floor is wiped clean, isn't it? You could get wet and then just lie on that and sort of dry. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to waste towel. You know, all of these are, are, are yeah, they're wonderful suggestions, Alex. Thank you for bringing them to my attention. <laughs> I'm just going to continue complaining about it. Very good. Um, for for probably another two weeks, and then it all. Thought that's stop. might what you. I thought that might be what you choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. classic, isn't it? Yeah, classic. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everyone. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, We're on Instagram and Twitter. You, you, you idiots. We totally uh, are. Yeah, talking toilets underscore. Yeah. Facebook. Talking Tea Podcast. Perfect. And an email address. TalkingToiletsPodcast at gmail.com. We wait in eager anticipation yes, for your we do. next email. Excellent. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're out there kind of staying as safe as you possibly can, ideally avoiding um, unnecessary uh, exposure. Uh, however, the government seems to be allowing us to open up again. And let's just hope that they're following the science, which we all know they haven't been doing from the beginning. So, have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful week, and remember, it's there. If, if even if it's in handle or weird yeah, plastic strap form, motion, or like headbutting it, or the chain, or or doing it with your bare hands, keep flushing. <laughs> keep flushing.